I love coaching. I love talking about coaching just as much. Coffeehouse Coaching was created as a place to connect with other executive coaches to learn about their coaching journey, practice, and philosophy. I'm your host, Gary Nowak, and I'm back again with Adrian Cordes, where today we talk about supervision. When to start it, supervision isn't mentoring. When one person is learning, everyone is learning. Begin with presence to set up your group norms. There's a belief that to be a great coach, supervision is a must. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. And if you'd like to be involved in a future podcast, reach out to either Adrian or myself via LinkedIn. We can set that up. Thanks for listening. Adrian, always nice to see you. Thanks for jumping on today. Hi, Gary. What's one word to describe you today? Settled. For me, it's proud. I want to expand on that. Okay, do it. I was debating if I should too. So you go first. So I'm proud because part of my one of my pillars is to to live globally. And I'm house and dog sitting for a friend. So if there's a dog, hopefully I'll be able to edit it out. But if I can't, so be it. And I'm maintaining my schedule. So I'm not canceling things. I'm not pushing things off. And I'm really proud that I'm I got up and got into my routine, even though it's a different place. And I didn't want to adjust any meetings that I had today. So you're my third meeting and it's a podcast. So I brought all my equipment with me. Hopefully the sound is good. And I'm just proud that I'm doing what I said I was going to do this year. So so Adrian, you said you were subtle. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. I would say that my schedule lately has been very busy. I've had a lot going on. And today I just have been taking things one thing at a time. I've been just, you know, uh, keeping a calm mindset as I've been doing each of my activities. So I'm feeling settled. Excellent. That's always a great way to be. We have a great topic today. It is supervision. What is your experience with supervision? Yeah, I'm really excited about this topic. I have had a great experience with supervision. I waited to start supervision until... Oh gosh. I think I had been coaching for four years before I started supervision. I think I had the mindset that supervision was something that either you did when you were pursuing a specific certification or something that experienced coaches did. And I just wanted to, after graduating from the program, go out try and figure out what I was doing, get my feet under me as a coach. And I didn't feel like supervision was something I wanted to do at that time. But now that I'm doing supervision, I really feel like it's actually not only something I should have been doing the whole time, but I really feel like it's an ethical obligation as a coach. My experience bottom lining that has been very, very positive and something that I think I will always be doing as long as I am actively coaching. And if you don't mind, let's stay on that. And I'll tell you my experience with supervision. Yeah. Yeah. We got to hear you too. Why did you think your, your view of supervision is my view of assessments. I don't want to get it straight out because I don't want it to be a crutch or like we talked before about I have a hammer and everything's a nail. So if I have an assessment training, I'm going to want to do that with everybody. How has your perspective on supervision changed now? Just that the, I think what I was confusing is supervision with mentoring. 
like having the mentor coach relationship during the coaching program where somebody would listen to your coaching tapes and give you feedback. I think I was expecting coaching supervision to be more like that. Like somebody would be, you'd bring a case and your peers would hear the case and then your supervisor would give you feedback, something like that. And I just, I was expecting it to be more like learning oriented. That's why I was thinking it'd be really focused on trying to acquire some kind of certification or move to the next level or have something to do with how experienced you were, which is why I thought, let me get some experience and then I'll engage in supervision. And that's where I would say, Now that I understand what supervision really is, which really is not about necessarily getting feedback from your peers, I guess I would describe supervision as deepening my awareness of my own coaching and learning by being part of seeing my colleagues do that themselves as well. The way that my supervisor, coach supervisor does this is masterful in that When one person is learning and deepening their awareness of what's going on in their coaching case, we are all learning. Even when it's in service of one person, it's in service of all of us. Couldn't agree more. And my experience is got into supervision straight away because it was so heavily touted when I was uh, graduating. I said, oh, you need to do supervision. And I'm a big, I love talking things out. I dare say that I feel this podcast has a supervision element to it, or that's the way I'm viewing it is I want to talk things out with somebody else, like a great person like you, and then I can learn a little bit about more of what it is. So I view these as many supervisions just to say, what are we struggling with? What's going on with us? And I've already learned so much from doing semi-new format that I can't tell you how impactful it is. Got with a great supervisor coach in the first one, really liked her, liked the group. I was definitely impacted by the group because I knew I impacted somebody else in the group. And I got an email from the supervisor coach said, Hey, any feedback for me, anything you want to talk about? And I immediately responded with, here's what I think you did. Well, here's where, you know, I think things you said that I would have a counter to, because this person said they wanted to be more in the background. And I said, no, I like you being in the foreground as a supervisor coach. And we started talking about how I was in the session. And she said, what was going on with you? And I said, I was angry. And she said, I knew there was something. And she had said, I wish I would have reached out to you earlier to do that. And I purposely did it because, and it helped me so much to understand I am who I am and I should always show up 100%. I showed up, I brought cases, I provided questions and comments, but I was consciously not being true to myself and it showed. So if people think that there's something going on with them that they're hiding, everybody knows it. And people, especially in our profession, recognize that. So deep learning, be yourself. Second one, I've just started a new one with another great supervisor coach who I had experience with before. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not my first choice, but you know what? This is it. And I can tell you, I am, again, proud of myself because I'm taking more of an open mind into this, the way they this individual operates. And it's just a new perspective. And I think my view of supervision is just opening up, plus the other group members 
I think are very outstanding. We've made some, a couple great cases. I do feel everybody's bringing something. There's a lot of protocol. There's a lot more protocol in the first one and a lot more honesty. I know you and I have talked and I've talked with others about supervision to, to say if you're not in supervision, it's, and I think I'm stealing your words. You said it should be mandatory for a coach because where else do you go to talk about some of these sensitive topics that we talk about with our clients to make sure that we're in service of the profession. My experience has been very positive. I love this group. It's only my second group. But what, and I don't know if you want to latch on to any of that. Otherwise, I have a question. Oh, no, go ahead. So do you have a standard supervisor group you've been working with for an extended period of time? Yeah, there's a group that I've now been a part of for over a year. And they were working together previously since we graduated. So it's a group that had been working to, so I went through the same program with them and they started in supervision and I just didn't join them right away. And then they invited me in when I said I was ready for supervision. How did you manage that? So it was at least four years out. Okay. Now I'm ready. They had turnover in the group. They had room. So I got lucky. I got lucky. Let's talk about who you are in supervision with first which is, I think, important. And that is, what are your goals? What is it that the group wants out of the supervision? Our group did talk about that. Like, how often do we want to meet? What are we meeting for? About half of us are pursuing, more than half of us are pursuing our MCC accreditation. So that's the master level coaching certification. And so the, and some, some of us or some of the group are already applying for it. And that, that actually means that some of the supervision really has very, a huge importance in their ability to apply for that right now. And it has to look a certain way, or there has to be certain hours, et cetera. And then, so that has a bearing on frequency and then some of us want a certain type of frequency or months of the year based on we have people who are global in different locations. We have people who are having different engagements that are front loaded into the year or at different periods into the year. And so we're taking into account what does this group need out of supervision and when, and what are the personalities of the people in the group and how do they bring cases to the group? Who you're in supervision with and what the goals are for the people in that group really matters a lot, I think. How did you how did you come to be with the group you're a part of and what did you consider with your group? Well, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. What are your goals for supervision with this group? My goal, I just need self-development. And when I'm, and it's a little bit of just ongoing development, right? It creates forced reflection on a regular basis. And then it also is just helpful ongoing development for me as a coach. For me, what I'm looking for and what I've noticed about myself is I love talking things out. I like listening to other people. I like listening now with a different lens of what below the surface question could I be asking or what's really going on here? The other thing that struck me from both of the supervisions is I'm really watching the supervisor coach to assess how they're thinking and how they're introducing people and what their questions are about it. And it's almost, I don't want to say I'm auditing 
the supervisor, but I just want to, I'm trying to get into the right mindset of the individual. So what I've recognized in as much as I try to bring cases and I've realized my cases aren't, I wouldn't say they're not that complicated, but I just had one, our first full-blown meeting with cases, Man Alive, where they complicated meaty cases. I just want to jump in. Before you talk about what you bring, talk about who you're with, though. Like, what? who are the people in your group? How did you come together and dis- and know that you were the right people to be together? Here's the thing about supervision, because I signed up and said, yes, I'm available to do this. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know who it was. It's a brand new supervision with our former training program, Hudson. So I was like, okay, I'm signing up, which I guess I don't, I appreciate it. And I'm lucky because everybody in there brings something and there are different levels of experience, but you came into an existing group and you were invited in. I just signed up and said, yes, I want to do it. And I get, I get put into this group. Fortunately, I'm very appreciative. And even the first group, I was very appreciative for the people that were there. It's a definitely a different group and a different supervisor, but I quote unquote, didn't have a choice other than it was starting at a time frame where I felt like I could do it. And this just started in 2023. So it made sense for me. So what I'm realizing, there's a lot of new people to coaching. And I completely appreciate where they're at in their journey. There's a few people, by and large, a majority are brand new coaches, probably within the first years, which includes myself. Nobody, I think the first supervision, I had people that have been coaching for 10 years and they were in supervision, a lot different. So that's how I got into it. But I'm always in awe of people that talk about our profession and say, oh, I've been talking, I've been working with this group for seven years. I just think how wonderful that would be to build a relationship with great people and great coaches extended over a time period. Yeah. And I just wanted to stay on that because I think as this topic is discussed, who you are in supervision with is a huge influence on how that experience goes. Is there a way to find another supervision group? And it can change over time, right? Because if you, if the needs of the group start to shift, then that's an opportunity to say, I need to join a different supervision group or... How do I find one? Said, hey, I want to... I want to assess other supervision groups. You just said Hudson has an op- has a way to sign up for supervision groups where the coach and the time and the day and the series are all posted, but you don't know who you're joining with, like you said. But I would say like forming your own group is another way that you can do that. And I would be a proponent of that because then you know you're finding people with mutual goals, right? You know, if we stuck with the Hudson, I have heard if we walk into Hudson and say, hey, I've got seven people we want to start. Can we go through your program and can you offer up a supervisor that we would like to work with? Maybe it's A person, B person or C person. And then they facilitate that through that because I like staying in touch with the Hudson community for various reasons. So I hadn't thought of that. That's probably a very good perspective maybe that I can start entertaining. I do like the group I'm with and maybe this is the one that I'm with for the next 10 years. But yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So I appreciate that. Well, and that segues into the next piece, which is how do you select the coach that you work with, the supervisor? And so one way you go about it is just, I signed up, this was the coach, right? But different coaches have different styles. We, our group, was formed. And then we interview coaches and the group being together before I got there 
had different coaches before me. Different coaches are going to have different styles with supervision. And I'm sure there's a supervision program out there and standards that go with it that tell you not to do that. But it's just the case. Who you are is how you coach. With supervision, I'm sure that's the case too. Whether you're a little bit more hands-on with your feedback and instructive, or whether you're, you use presence and metaphor and the group or something else, you, how you choose your coach is also going to influence your supervision experience. And that's something I hadn't thought about. If you get a strong cohort of people, I've never even heard about interviewing supervisor coaches, which makes sense. Hey, supervisor coach A, we're going to work with you for X period. And then the group gets together and say, what do you, hey, let's try a different one this time or a different one. I like that. And so it's the power of the group, not the power of the supervisor coach. Yeah, the group then meets with potential supervisor coaches, right? And then you have the option of saying, yes, this is who we want to work with. This is what we're looking for. Just like you would when you're choosing a coach to work with in a long-term engagement, because these are longer-term engagements. They're usually six months or longer, right? Six months to start. And like you said, some people are like seven years, 10 years. It could go on a long time. And I think the protocol for both of mine has just been meet monthly. And then in between on the off weeks, meet as a group without the supervisor coach. Is that pretty standard protocol? Our group does not meet more than monthly. We're, we meet monthly. And with the supervisor, monthly is about right for us. We'll take some breaks when people are have conflicts, travel, vacation, et cetera. But, but roughly monthly is good for us. Yep. No, I like that. Monthly with a supervisor coach. And then what I'm getting on the off sessions, because they advocated, they said, hey, on the off period, you meet together. So I've coordinated that and we're getting together. I think this is going to be a stepping stone for us to solidify if we're all on the same page, do we like working with each other? And maybe this keeps extending throughout. That's a good point, because if you're just forming, that makes sense. We're taking the lead ourselves. And we set up a little protocol. Everybody gets a bit of a round robin. So everybody takes five minutes just to explain anything they want about what's going on in their world. And I'm viewing it more, do we get on with each other? Or I want to learn more about everybody else so I can get my empathy running a little bit more than not. I want to actually shift into what happens in the supervision session, actually. And that I think is the last piece. What do you, what is your responsibility to prepare and how do you participate in supervision as a member of that group? What do you prepare? I would say just come ready to talk about a coaching situation that has you a little bit stuck. Just like if you were working one-on-one -on -one with a coach and you've got a situation that has you feeling a little bit stuck that you need a little bit of help thinking through. Same thing. As a coach, I'm, I've got this situation that's got me feeling a little bit like outside of myself or outside of my capabilities or disconnected from my presence or whatever it is that bringing it to the group might bring you the perspective you need. But you have to think about that a little bit ahead of time so you're not a drag on the group when they say, who's got a case? And then you've got to sit there all thinking for a few minutes, right? What we've been asked to do is we have a session on Thursday 
by Tuesday, we need to provide what's the context, what question are we living in, why is this important now, a bit of a protocol, and we'll get an email reminder that says, send this to the group, and then we decide what we want to talk about. I hadn't seen that before. I was like, okay. And that's how I knew, because I submitted something early, and it was a it was a small case. I had a value exercise, and the person was really struggling with it. So it was basic, straightforward stuff. And what's my role in that? But I read through all of them and then there were four and we can only do two. So we chose the two and everybody agreed on that, which I thought was brilliant. But one thing my coach, my supervisor coach had said is you can bring a case or you can bring something you are struggling with in your practice to the group. And when I heard that, I thought, boy, if that's not the podcast that I'm trying to create here of, hey, Adrian, Gary, where are we struggling in our practice? And that's some component of what we're doing because people are new to coaching and they said, I don't have a lot of clients right now. I don't know that I have a really super interesting case. So the point was bring what you're struggling with. And I thought that's a good perspective because I would like to listen to someone else to see how they're struggling with X, Y, or Z. And I know I have tools on giving advice or videos that I've seen or things across the years that I've been doing this. Oh, these were helpful for me. So I appreciated that. But the first one was who wants to bring a case? And it was a lot less structure to it. And I'm leaning towards, you know, I thought, oh, do I have to send in a case? It's like, oh, no, I'm thinking about it ahead of time. And then I read the case ahead of time. And I typed in my notes, I typed in my questions. So I was a bit more teed up for it. But I feel my role in it is what I discussed is really asking insightful questions or questioning what your perspective was or, or, or. And I'm trying to get under the surface like I want with my clients and I'm really putting a lot into it. I feel with prepping for it and leaving that space at least an hour ahead of time and really digging down. And I've done that with both of them because I think it's just incumbent upon us to give that group 100%. And I noticed in the first one, not everybody was showing up. People were a lot pretty distracted with being in a car and going on and off video. And I thought, hey, that's their journey. But boy, I really wanted to be present with what I was doing so I could give the thought and energy to the group out of respect. Oh, that is so interesting. Talking about that presence issue. No, I'm just, I'm surprised by that. I cannot imagine my group engaging in supervision with a participant like that. And the first group didn't have the protocol like the second one did. The second one had all kinds of protocol and policies and calling people out is okay if we're seeing something that we're not comfortable with all this really good protocol. And I remember making a comment, I was like, do we really need this? like this list of things to do. And I reflect back now, it's nice to put it out there. And it's nice to get agreement that, hey, if you're not comfortable with how people are showing up, we should have the ability to say, hey, are you really engaged in this? Because I'm noticing X, Y, and Z. Is that okay? So it was just getting that permission. I feel coaching is a lot about getting permission. Yeah. So you're crossing over into something that I am doing differently in general, when I'm facilitating, and it's connecting to how I coach as well, which is very much focused on presence. And so something I used to do, you're saying some words that are lighting up my brain right now, and it's policy. And what else did you say besides policy? Protocol. 
protocol. And a word I used to use a lot with groups is what are our learning norms going to be, right? So we've got to set up these norms, which sounds very rules-based and very rigid. And I just experienced a program facilitated by coaches, and it blew my mind the way that they did this. They said, let's create the container for our learning environment. And what agreements do we want to make to each other? And we created some agreements and they made sure we knew that they were dynamic, that we checked in on them regularly. Are they serving us? How are we feeling in this moment? And then we would edit them. And it just worked from presence, not from protocol, not from rules, not from policy, not from norms, but from presence. And that is what the way that I would say my supervision group works is it's all very presence-based. Yeah. It gets back to the one thing that I've focused on in coaching in my career, I wish I'd been more, is presence. So we could keep going on, but to wrap this up, what are you taking away from today's session? Just that there needs to be a part two, because we didn't even talk about what we talk about in supervision yet and how the techniques, the techniques are amazing. I could go on for a while about supervision, obviously, but just how different supervision experiences can be and still beneficial. And so it's just like entering into a coaching engagement. It can be very individual based on what you need, what you're looking for, very fit based. As long as you're learning from it, then then it's whatever works for you. Just be intentional. Yeah. Okay. My takeaways, finding a group of people that I really connect with and then trying to create a group and look for a coach and maybe switch out the coach on a consistent basis or find the coach that we need. I'd never thought about that. So that may be a perspective that I carry with me throughout this year to figure out, hey, who would I like to be in a cohort with for an extended period of time? Because I thoroughly believe in supervision. And I did like your perspective, what you just said on the presence part. And finally, I think we've locked up our part two of supervision. So the next time we talk, we're going to be we're going to be following up. And what you want to talk about is inside of a supervision, how it works and then how you wrap up and all that good stuff. Well, thank you so much for this, Adrian. Always great to connect with you. And I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah, so am I.